Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I am looking forward to bringing you today's episode. It's a really exciting topic all about creating simple sales funnels. So now you might have heard the word sales funnels before. You might have heard that terminology and not quite know what it means. Or maybe you know a little bit about that you need to have a sales funnel, but you have no idea how to set one up. So what I did is bring on my friend and colleague, Fabiana Nelson, to talk all about setting up some simple sales funnels. Now Fabiana is a copywriter and a copy coach and she helps um, entrepreneurs and business owners to actually write compelling copy online. So maybe through your website or social media, she's the one to help you really reach your ideal client through your words. She's also incredible at setting up systems and putting things into place um, strategically to help bring your business to the next level. So I had Fabiana come on to talk about sales funnels and we cover three main funnels, including um, how to book somebody into a sales call, how to set up your email newsletter funnel, and how to create a low priced offering also called a tripwire to have someone um, buy a smaller product and then be in that bigger sales funnel to maybe bring them on for one-on-one coaching or something like that. So I'm really excited to bring you this episode and let's get started. Fabiana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. It's uh, Yeah, I feel like it's long overdue. We've been talking about this for, for quite a while now. Absolutely. Yes, we have. Um, and for all of you out there, you know, wondering, Fabiana is a good friend of mine. She is brilliant when it comes to everything marketing and social media and strategy and setting up your website. She really is a wealth of knowledge. And I wanted to have her on for a long time um, to kind of tap into that brain of hers and really talk, you know, how to strategically put together some of the pieces in your business to, you know, have clients in essence, you know, start coming to you so you don't have to be kind of going out there and trying to search them down. So what we're going to talk about today is um, all about how to set up, you know, your sales funnel so that, again, strategically you have these clients coming in, being nurtured, um, getting excited about working with you, and then taking that next step to buy from you or to work with you one-on-one. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Fabiana and uh, yeah, I'm a copywriter and copy coach. So what I do is I help, uh, you know, online business owners and small business owners uh, write in a compelling way. So they're actually communicating in a clear, authentic way. What is it that they do? What is the value they provide? Uh, Essentially using words, you know, to connect with, you know, potential clients, people that need your help. And then getting them to sign up for your programs and indeed get that support that they need to succeed and achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to um, setting up your sales funnel, where do you start with clients with that? You know, for, maybe we should break it down a little bit. What is a sales funnel for everybody out there that's wondering um, before we kind of dive right into the topic? What is a sales funnel? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sales page is a bit of a sales funnel is a bit of a jargon, I feel. 
Um, and it feels like a, a big monster than it actually is, but a sales funnel is nothing but like a, the journey someone takes in order to go from stranger to, you know, a client or someone who knows, likes and trusts you and is willing to work with you. So essentially what a funnel does is outline the different steps that someone goes through um, before they are ready to, you know, uh, say, okay, it's a goal. Let's do this together, you know? So it can look at many different ways. It has many different ways. Online, it usually looks like a like a, an email funnel usually. So you have different emails that you send guiding people through a journey where, you know, they're getting to know you, they're getting to know your work, they're getting to know um, how the process works, what kind of results you're able to get people. So they're becoming more and more invested in, you know, in your world and what you do and what working with you could mean for them um through this journey so it's, it contains different steps so but it could also be not only emails it could also be through social media like say someone has been following you on instagram and they see your posts they see your stories uh and then they visit your website so that would be like the second phase of that sales funnel uh where they are you know in that journey of getting to know you mm -hmm. so it'd be like a step-by-step -step, you know okay step one they visit you on social media or they visit you on Instagram, let's say, and then step two is, you know, whatever that next thing is. And it's kind of like you said, leading them through a journey. Is that right? Exactly. So a sales funnel is about being very conscious about how you introduce people to what you do and, you know, to work with you. So it's, we usually, you have to use this dating metaphor that you don't just, you know, ask someone to marry you in the first date, right? It <laughs> takes getting to know one another and, you know, building that connection, trust and relationship over time over a number of dates. So you can think about a sales funnel as a, as a number of dates that you're taking your clients to um, so that you can get to know one another and see if you're a good fit to work together, you know? Mm, I love that. And I think so many of us make the mistake of like asking for the marriage proposal, you know, right at the beginning, like asking someone, let's say on um, an Instagram post saying, you know, um, here's the link to book in for my program, you know, as that first step. And we don't have those kind of mini steps beforehand. So it feels really aggressive for people. Yeah, that's when it, it doesn't necessarily feel super good, right? Because you're coming from this um, very, you know, forward energy uh, that, you know, sometimes people will respond to that. Sometimes people are in a stage in their journey, their own personal journey, where they're like, I'm ready to get help now. And I'm ready to do this now. And, you know, they just need a little prompt from you. And sometimes that works. But most of the time, people, especially when it comes to nutrition and health and all those things, like it's so personal, it's so private that you really need people to, you know, get to know you and feel like you indeed can help them with whatever is it that they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. And I think, I don't know about you, Fabiana, but for me, if I want to work with a health practitioner, you know, nowadays having social media, having websites be a really popular thing like that. I'm usually doing my homework and stopping at someone's social media page or going on their website to see if I even like that person. So for me, it's like very rare to just like book a practitioner without doing a little bit of digging first. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's definitely that. And if you can, you know, make it easier by having a well-planned strategic sales funnel for people to get to know you, that's even better, right? You're making like it easier for those people to complete their homework of like getting to know, finding like digging a little deeper and finding if you're if you're a good fit. So yeah, I think the website, as you mentioned, is is definitely where people most people start. 
uh, with that digging and, you know, looking into your message um, and trying to, you know, uh, learn more about how you work, what is it that you offer, what are the services, uh, what is the exact problem you solve, all of those things. Um, but, you know, oftentimes when people come to your website, it's for the first time and maybe they're not necessarily ready to take action, to book a call with you and, uh, you know, immediately do this thing with you. So that's when having a sales funnel in place where you're able to keep in touch with that person and stay top of mind is really, really helpful because otherwise, if you don't have that kind of system in place, people come to your website and then for whatever reason, they're not ready either because, you know, personally, they are still not motivated enough to take action or it's not a good time financially or they just don't know you well enough or not trust you well enough. Like if you don't have systems in place to keep in touch with that person, well, you lost them. You put so much effort into your social media, into your posts, you know, to get them to visit your website. And when they visit it, and if for whatever reason it's not the right time, you lost connection with that person. Mm-hmm. You're so right. It's like really just hearing you say that it's like so much work. And then if your website, let's say, doesn't have those right key pieces to convert them, you know, like you said, whether to a call to connect with them or to even get them on your email list, you're you're gonna lose them. And then it's one person that could have maybe turned into a long-term client, maybe you work together for, you know, months or years. And if you have lost that because there was no clarity in like the journey, then that's too bad. It's like a step you could have taken. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have those fallback systems, you're kind of like relying on, you know, having all the stars aligned. It's the right time. It's the right person. It's the right copy on your website and everything is aligned. Uh, and, you know, and for whatever reason, the first time they land, they land on your website, they're ready to book a call and, you know, do it. Uh, but that's often not how it works. I mean, we probably know, you probably know from experience, like if you ever found someone you were interested in working with, uh, and it, may, it might not, like you were really interested, but it might not have been the right time. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's good to not leave it to the stars. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So let's then dig in a bit more into what it would look like for someone to have on their website, like a prompt for someone to book a call. Number one, what I'm curious about is like, do you recommend everybody says book a call for, you know, a one-on-one service versus just have like a pay now button? And like, what would it look like? Like, how can they strategically go ahead now and add that to their website um, as kind of their call to action for people to take? Yeah, for sure. So in terms of like booking a call versus a buy now button, I think it depends a lot on the offer and who you're serving. So if you're offering like a three month package where you're helping them, you know, overcome digestive issues or something like this, and really in-depth work for a long period of time, you probably want to talk with those people before, you know, be on the phone with them, make sure you're a good fit, make sure that you're actually able to help them before they go ahead and pay and you are all set up to get, you know, going. Um, so in, in those cases, like, and of course you, as the person leading the business, you know, better, you know, if you need to talk to someone before they book or not. So, uh, do trust your instinct on that. If you, if you feel like I would really like to talk to this person before they, they, you know, they go all in on this. Um, but sometimes you're just offering maybe like a one-off session. Maybe it's a session where like, I'm going to help you, like, we're going to be on the phone for 60 minutes and I'm going to help you meal plan. Uh, for your family where you have, you know, I don't know, a bunch of picky eaters or people with special dietary needs or something like this. And that's like a service, a one-off service that is 60 minutes. And maybe you don't really feel like you need 
you know, all that setup, you know, where you get to know your own and another, you make sure it's a good fit. You you're, you feel like it's a good fit to just dive in. And then in that place, in that position, you're, it, maybe it's fine to let someone to just, you know, go and book this call with you and pay for it and, you know, get it done. So I would say this is mostly the main difference. So as, as the professional behind the service, you should know if you, if you feel like you need to get to know someone and, and make sure that you actually can help them. Or if you're confident, you know, just diving in and letting people pay for it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really true. I like that, you know, listen to even put yourself in the buyer's position, right? You know, what would they want as well? You know, if you were, or what would you want? If you were investing a thousand dollars into a program, would you want to talk with someone beforehand? Um, likely, at least for me, I would, I wouldn't want to just yeah. you know, buy now button for an for a thousand dollar program. So, you know, put yourself in their shoes and really think, you know, what would be best in this scenario? Yeah, especially with health, you know, concerns. Um, I think it's such a private thing. So it's really important to have a bit this human touch before making a big investment in a program. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Everybody also wants to talk about what's going on for them, right? We all um, think that, you know, what's happening for us is, is so different or so, so unique. And a lot of the time it is right. You know, we have a health issue that, you know, we have a story to go along with it. So giving people the opportunity to talk that out and then, yeah, to see if it's a fit. I think that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's, that's in the, in the end of the day, if you look at most, you know, people selling things, the big objection people usually have is, is this right for me or will this work for me? Uh, and if having a call will help people, you know, feel at peace, uh, and with that question, you know, I think you should definitely do it. It's definitely worth your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So then, okay, let's say somebody's decided now, okay, I need to have some kind of, you know, button or something on my website for people to book a call. Like what would be the next step? Maybe even like, where would they add it on their website? What should it say? Do you have any tips for like how they would strategically do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, a lot of people in their websites, they just have buttons that say book a call, book a call, book a call everywhere. Uh, that's not what I usually recommend you do. I think uh, when people landing in your website, what they probably want to, to do is learn more about your services, right? So you could say something like work with me and in that page, that leads to a page where you tell them a bit more about the work first, and then you pose an invite with a button, you know, saying book your call so we can, you know, get to know each other and see if we're a good fit for doing this thing together. Um, So it's definitely important to consider, like, when someone's hopping on your website, what is their state of mind? Like, if you just say book a call, they're like, "Uh, what? Book a call? It's like if someone, if a stranger walks you on the street and say, hey, give me a call, and you're like, "Uh, what for? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. So it's a bit confusing, you know, but it's a bit different if you say, hey, work with me. Like if someone hops on your website, your website, I help people with this and this problem and then, you know, learn more about working with me. And then you go and learn about working with them and you're already a little invested, right? Because you've read that information and you've got some information about, you know, how how you'll be helped, how you'll be supported. And you're like, okay, this seems interesting. I'm going to book a call. So with the website, it's always important to, to think through what people are going through in their minds as they visit pages. So you definitely don't want to have like the only button to book a call of you to be on your work with me page. You want to have it in other places, uh, but always from this context of like, don't, don't just place a button on a page out of the blue. You want to give it some context before that motivates people to, you know, click that button to book a call. Mm-hmm. And so would their button be going to like an email, like 
popping up as an email in their inbox and they're responding through email? Or would you suggest that they're using a client, you know, booking system like, let's say, Acuity Scheduling or Calendly or, you know, for those nutritionists here listening, there's Practice Better, which is also like a client management platform. Which one or which um, way do you suggest people go about that? Yeah, I would definitely recommend being as efficient as possible because the, the important thing with sales funnels is that with each step, you might be losing people, right? Like, so with, you know, if you're getting, if you're taking someone on a date and it's not a right fit, with each step, they're losing interest. Or if maybe they just, it is a good fit, but they don't yet realize with each step of the funnel, with each day, they're losing interest, you know? So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're, you know, not placing more hoops for people to go over. So if you if you don't have like, if you have a, a button that says book a call with me and it asks them to email you and then you're going to say, okay, here are the times I have available. And then they will reply to this email saying, oh, none of those work for me because I live in Siberia. And then, uh, <laughs> then it replies like, oh, this is complicated because next month I'm going on a trip. And then you lost them. You know, they're, they're, it's too early on the, on the, on the, you know, their relationship for them to be, okay, this is just not, not going to work. You know, it's too much. It's too complicated. So if you do link that button, though, to something like Acuity or Calendly or Practice Better, any of those, you're like just skipping all of this nightmare, scheduling nightmare and, you know, letting people hop on a call with you right away, easy, no stress. And, you know, as a side effect, it also really positions you as an expert and a professional who has systems in place, you know, to welcome clients in and all of that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's like removing those um, barriers to entry. And really breaking it down. So it's like, you know, there's no excuses in a sense, right? It's like easy peasy. They just go through the process. They feel really confident and they don't have to second guess, you know, should I be working with this person or not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just making it a really smooth, you know, and trustworthy even uh, process, you know? So they're like, okay, this feels like I'm taken care of and it, it feels smooth. Mm, I love the way you put it being taken care of, which I think is so important because, you know, if you, if it is battle after battle, you know, you're going to, just like you said, lose interest. But if you feel like you're being taken care of by a practitioner, I think that just resonates so well and just feels like someone you want to work with, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So sales funnel one would be, you know, someone let's say lands on your website, um, books a call in, you do the call and you book the service with the client. So now what would the second opportunity be or what would the second kind of journey be if somebody's, like you said earlier, not ready to book a call, um, but maybe they're ready to like learn more by becoming a part of your newsletter? Like what would that funnel look like? Yeah. So the first funnel we're talking about is kind of like the best case scenario, you know, where the stars indeed align and everything goes smoothly and they book. Uh, they book the call immediately and then you book the service immediately. Um, the other thing that might happen is that, you know, you put all this effort into, you know, being consistent with Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. And, you know, getting them to finally click over your link in your bio to go to your website and check your website. But for some reason, they do not book that call uh, right away. So what happens then? If you don't have any fallback systems, um, you know, you just, miss that connection and you don't have an opportunity to follow up in that strong interest. Maybe they'll continue following on Instagram, but maybe it'll just fade away and you're not taking advantage of that heat of the moment where you're like really invested in actually, you know, learning more about you. So what I would recommend at this point is, you know, 
finding a way to get those people in your email list. So you're actually able to keep in touch with them through email. Um, usually that will look like some sort of freebie because, you know, the newsletter, no one, I mean, there are some people that are still getting some success with newsletters, uh, but generally no one wants to just sign up to hear, you know, your updates or, you know, something really generic like this. So there has to be something in them in it for them, for them to give them your, e for them to give you their email address. So usually this, this will look like something that you're offering them some sort of free resource in exchange for the email address. So they input their email address and then you send them whatever you promise them. It can be like a small PDF or a checklist or a free meal plan. Uh, it can be, you know, there's many different things and uh, what makes a good, uh, that's called a freebie. What makes a good freebie is a whole other conversation that maybe we can have in another episode. Um, but that, that would be the beginning of that, you know, getting their information so you can keep in touch with them. And once you have that information, of course, you deliver whatever you promise to them, and then you can continue emailing them, giving them a bit more information and context and building that relationship, uh, you know, so that they maybe will feel compelled uh, to book that call that they didn't book in the first place. Maybe, you know, through those emails that you're going to be sending, you're going to give them the information they needed to feel confident booking that call. Mm -hmm. So that it's like, if we look at it kind of like cold to warm to hot, they're cold maybe when they um, come on your website, they're warming up a little bit, they join your newsletter, they're still in that warm zone. And then the more they get to know you and what you can offer, they kind of move to that hot zone of like, okay, I'm ready now. Like I've been on this newsletter, I've learned more about this person, and now I'm ready. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. So essentially, you know, you, yeah, you're definitely warming them up to you. You know, you're giving them more context through those emails that you're following them up with. And also when you give a freebie, uh, and it's really, you know, a really useful thing. It has good information or it teaches them something that moves the needle for them. That's already something that warms them up, right? Because they're like, okay, so there is actually something to what this person teaches or uh, does or, you know, the, their approach to solving those health problems. Um, so that's where it really begins with the freebie. You know, it, it's a little taste, a free taste of like, you know, how your expertise can help them in the beginning. Um, and then through email, you're essentially having the opportunity to tell them a bit more about your work and your approach and why you do things the way you do and why you do this work to begin with. Like maybe you've gone through this, the same problem you help people with in the past, or maybe you, someone in your family has, or for whatever reason, you're really passionate about it uh, since you were little, I don't know, you know, and you tell more people and people feel just more invested and, and, and you know, warm towards you. Mm -hmm. um, that's really true um, and I think that again there's just so many there's so many businesses these days there's so many email lists to be a part of you know there's so many Facebook groups to join and you know we can get a little bit overwhelmed as people of like joining all these groups joining all these newsletters so I think it's really important you know if somebody's um, kind of um, trusted you to join your newsletter you want to deliver you don't want to just leave them hanging you want to be able to you know bring them value and um, I think with that being said like bringing them some of your best stuff you know not feeling like you have to save that all just for your client sessions like it's okay for you to share all of your good stuff even in a freebie or in your newsletter like would you agree with that Fabiana? Yeah a hundred percent and it's I, a lot of people, they, they feel a bit concerned. Oh, if I give it all away for free, uh, you know, people will never want to work with me. But there are a couple of things here to take into account. It's like, first, you've been doing this work for so long. So like, 
maybe for a long time, or maybe you haven't been doing this for a long time, but you've studied for a long time to be able to do this work you want to do now. Um, so can you really like, you know, share with someone what you've learned in five, four, four or five years in university in just like a handful of emails? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure you really can do it. I, it would be quite a few emails until you've covered everything. <laughs> and mm -hmm. the other part of it is that, you know, a lot of people, when they hire, they, they're not really interested in doing it themselves, right? They're not really interested in, in, in you know, trying to piece this thing together. And, you know, they want a solution, especially with health problems. People are usually struggling with pain or with discomfort or, you know, other, you know, painful emotions. Um, so it's not in their interest to, you know, sit on their computer waiting for your weekly email. Um, to, you know, piece this together and maybe a couple months down the road have, you know, some improvement. They they are invested in, in you know, getting like full help and support and speed up their results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. You could probably tell somebody, you know, step one, two and three to take and they would still wonder, how do I take step one, two and three for my situation? You know, yeah. they could know what they need to do, but they might still need that like one on one support or just that personalization, which I think is so important. Yeah, especially when it comes to help, uh, the the personalization is definitely key. Um, so I, I don't I I don't think you need to fear, and I definitely feel like you have to show up generously uh, with you know with your content, with your emails, when you show up on Instagram, when you email your people, uh, just be generous with your knowledge and uh, and know that every quick win, every small win you give people, uh, they'll feel more and more compelled to work with you. You know. Mm -hmm. I love that show up generously. That's really like a nice way to, to put it. If you can like approach your email or your social media and just be like, how can I show up generously right now? I think that would give you kind of that boost to like give, you know, give knowing that at some point you're going to receive back. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, also not developing a mindset that it's okay to invite people to work with you. Of course, if you're only giving, 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 um, and you're never inviting people or letting people know that they can work with you. Like once they're in your sales funnel or in your newsletter, you know, um, they might be receiving content, but maybe they'll not remember that they signed up for your website. They saw your website months ago uh, and that you actually, you know, offer services. So if you're not constantly reminding people, uh, you'll never get to that point where, you know, people are actually booking calls and, you know, you're signing clients from the content you're providing for all the things you're giving people, the value you're giving people for free. So it's, it's an important thing to remember to always, you know, give while you sell at the same point, because you're a business, like, and, and especially these days, uh, like with influencers and things like this, uh, it's common that a lot of people are just giving because the way their way of making a living is not through clients, is not for client work. It's through sponsorships or, you know, um, brand partnerships or things because they're influencers. They're not, you know, professionals uh, offering a service. So you really have to make sure that people that follow you, that they're, you know, consuming your content, consuming your emails, they know that you're not someone who's just giving away a bunch of stuff for free because you make a living in other ways. Uh, they have to know that you can work that they can work with you, you know. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm I'm glad that you said that because, yeah, somebody could take this conversation and be like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna give so much. But you're right if you're not positioning it as, you know, here's the information, but here's how I can support you in incorporating that into your life. 
um, we're going to burn out if we're just giving, giving, giving. So yes, thank you for saying that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when, you, when someone joins your email list and sign up for your freebie and you follow that up with, I don't know, like an automated sequence with like five or six emails, 10 emails, doesn't matter how many emails, um, in each email, you want to make sure that you're, you know, giving and being generous uh, and, you know, helping them have those quick wins because those quick wins have like they build trust. But you also want to make sure that you're constantly making invites for them to book a call. You know, like if you send an email giving them a tip, the next email you can say, how did this tip go? And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like we can work together and that you accomplish so much more. Here's your, you know, here's the link to book a call with me so we can talk about working together. So you're balancing those things with every single message of that, you know, follow up funnel. Mm -hmm. Here's what we can do next. So you brought up a good point that I, a question I wanted to ask. So when somebody's setting up their email funnel, um, I hear this a lot from, from people just starting out, you know, they might not want to invest in um, an email uh, software yet, and they want to do it in maybe a more affordable way. So they don't set up the automation option. And by automation, for all of you listening, what that means is, you know, you would be able to send, you know, every time someone signs up for your email list, you're able to send an automatic email like right away. You know, when you sign up, you get something right back right away. So some people I know, Fabiana, will opt out of paying for the automation. Now, how important do you think it is for people to have that ability to automatically send an email? Will that help in the long run with, you know, keeping people on their list and helping with getting people to open their emails um, if they send one right away versus, you know, collecting emails, keeping them in your email inbox and then sending an email, you know, three weeks after they signed up for the list. Yeah. So the big, the big difference here is being able to give people the right context when they engage with you. So just to give an example here, let's say um, you had, you know, horrible acne and your skin looked horrible. And then one day you show up for a family meeting and your skin looks clear and it's beautiful. And, and then someone comes to you and say, oh, your skin looks so different. It looks so good. What did you do? And then there's two possibilities in that scenario, right? One possibility is that they're going to ask, oh, okay, that's really cool. And move on with their day because, you know, they were just curious and they, they were not super invested. And the other possibility is that, you know, they're like, oh, tell me more, but what did you do? Did you see someone? They have a lot of questions because they're invested in that, right? So the way you respond to those different scenarios is going to be different. You know, the conversation you're going to be having is going to be different. So if you do not have automations, essentially when people hop into your website and they're in the heat of the moment where they're like really interested in you, uh, and you don't have an automated sequence that continues that conversation based on that interest, uh, essentially you're, the next thing they're going to hear from you is going to be like a random newsletter. And newsletters are great, a great way to keep in touch with people, that, but they're not going to be targeted to that moment where they almost booked a call with you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah, so really. with an automation, like you're able to create a sequence that continues a conversation with someone who just found you who, you know, who has an interest in working with you, who has an interest in what you have to say and what you're teaching. Uh, so you can, you know, lead that conversation in a really specific way, which is different than if you're just, you know, with a newsletter. Um, so it's, it's, it's one thing when I say, hey, Stephanie, uh, can you tell me, I'm, I just found out about your work and I want to know more about you. And you tell me, you know, something very, you know, uh, oh, here are three tips to do this and this and that. 
um, which is not necessarily continue that conversation. It's another thing if you continue that conversation by saying, oh yeah, I do this kind of work. I started doing this work because of that. And my approach is a little different because of this, because that actually, you know, is a continuation to where I started the conversation with you. Mm-hmm. That makes a whole lot of sense. And I like kind of going back to that, like party scenario or like first date scenario, you know, if someone asked you a question and, and like, you didn't have a response, right? And you're just like, uh, okay, you get really awkward. And you're like, okay, bye. And you run away. Like, that's going to leave an impression where if someone asks a question, and you continue that conversation, like you said, then it's a conversation, it's not one sided, right? It gives the person the opportunity to respond to that, you know, information you're providing. So same with your email, you know, if you don't have the automation set up, it's kind of like you're ghosting someone right away, or you're saying you're getting awkward, and you're running away, where if you have it set up, it's giving them the opportunity to ask questions or like you said, lead them to that next step of, of booking in with you potentially. Yeah, exactly. So the automation really gives you an opportunity to, to really start with like, get on, get onto a strong start, you know, with that relationship uh, because it's really targeted to the context of that, you know, they getting to know you for the first time. Um, So yeah. So, okay, so that's like a sale or sorry, an email funnel to book a call. What about um, if somebody's sitting out there saying, you know, I don't really want to work one on one with clients, maybe I actually want to sell like a meal plan, you know, like a $50, you know, meal plan that they can book, they can buy, you know, through my email sequence, how would that work? Or is that different? Is that a different kind of email funnel? So it, it is different in that you know, it's a different type of sell. So when you're trying to get someone to book a call, you're essentially selling them into booking that call, right? It's not just an invite. You're like, people need to start shifting that they're like, when you think about selling, it's not about forcing someone to do something they don't really want. It's just about, you know, making, helping someone realize that would be, you know, a good idea or an interesting way to solve their problems. So this is what selling is about. It's selling them on an idea. So when you're trying to book a call, you're trying to sell someone on an idea uh, of working with you and that that could really be beneficial for, you know, whatever problem they're experiencing. Um, So going back to the low price program, that is also like a sales sequence, but in a different way, because yes, you also need to build that relationship in, in, in the sense that you have to give them more context on, you know, why did you create this program? Why did you create this meal plan? What, did it make, what makes it different from other meal plans? Um, so you're kind of, you know, setting, giving them some context in terms of who you are and how you do things. Um, but you also need to follow that up. So it's going to be a couple more emails in that sequence because you want to do the selling properly, right? So you want to give them, like, introduce this properly. So when you're trying to book a call, essentially you're going to have some emails that you're giving more context about your work and you, uh, and you're going to be intertwining that with, you know, uh, invites to book a call with you. But when you're selling something, you want to still do that, you know, getting to know me stage, and then, uh, you know, jump into more of a, like, here, we're selling a different a thing for you and telling you why we think this would be a really good fit for you. So you kind of have two modes when you're we're trying to sell something. Uh, with your email sequence, this automated email sequence. Mm-hmm. So just for clarity, so everybody is certain, would these be two different email funnels or would your one email funnel to book a call all of a sudden shift into like, oh, you didn't book a call, like here is a low price program or would these be like two different sequences? So with 
those things, it doesn't really, we don't really have a right or wrong answer. It depends on what your goals with your business are. So if your primary thing is to book private clients, you can start with a sales funnel that, you know, try to book a call. And if they don't book a call, then you try to sell them in that program. So they, they kind of just hop from one sequence to another, right? From one funnel to another. But maybe you're not interested in booking calls at all. Maybe, you know, you just got pregnant and you're, you are not able to take private clients just now uh, because you have a lot going on in your life and you want to focus all your efforts into a low price program, like a meal plan or something. Uh, then you, you, you will skip that, you know, that funnel to book calls because that's not what you're trying to do with your business. So it's important that your, your sales funnels, they're always aligned to your main goals, you know, and Similarly, like, let's say you've been booking clients like, you know, gangbusters, you've been like the years overbooked, you have a lot of clients, so you don't necessarily book need to book sales call as sales calls as often as you used to in the past. So it might be that you want more people to first buy the low price program and then book a call with you uh, if they didn't buy that. So, you know, in that case, you would lead with like selling like a sales funnel that sells them a low price program. And then if they don't buy that, maybe they do need higher level support and then you get them into, you know, maybe book a call with you. So it all depends on what is going on in your business and what your goals are with that sales funnel. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a really good answer. So I think then that also brings up the question of like um, needing to sit down and plan <laughs> as simple yeah. as that. You know, I don't think a lot of us actually think, you know, what is this journey? You know, I have this client, Sarah, you know, where am I bringing Sarah? Like, what's the journey I'm bringing her on? We just think work with her once. And then that's the end of the journey. So, you know, maybe can you talk about some different ways we can, you know, bring someone in and then like what, you know, even after working one on one, like, are there other options for bringing that person, you know, still into your business and still leading them down a journey? Or is it like one and done, your client comes in, and there's no way to actually continue that relationship with them? Yeah, you definitely you definitely need to to consider that not everyone. In fact, most people they 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 are not gonna buy now, but they will buy uh, in the near term. So there's actually a lot of you know there's specific numbers that I don't have in mind right now, but I can give you later, Stephanie, so you can put it on the blog. Uh, that says you know like a high like a small percentage of people are ready to you know invest just now, but they will invest within a year. So if you keep nurturing those people and, you know, like guiding them through this journey of getting to know you and getting to know your work, uh, they will become paying clients within a year. Uh, so that's a big deal, right? So what we have to remember is that people that come in touch with us, they don't just come in touch with us because they think we're good looking or they think we're, we tell good jokes. Like when you're showing up as a business online, they're, they're interested in what you have to say, right? So um, they are really invested in working with you. It's just that they're not ready emotionally or financially or, you know, in whatever other factors it could be that's holding them back. So think in terms of your business goals and, you know, how you want to lead people. Do you want to first sell them into a, like, you know, a cheaper program because it's not the time for, you know, for you to book more clients because you're, you've been, you've booked a lot of them or, you know, maybe your focus is to book a lot of clients because you're just starting and getting private clients is the, the quick, like quickest way for you to start building a, like a consistent income, a healthy income. So you have to take those things into consideration and then, you know, keep following up with people. So you keep, you know, prompting them forward. So 
yes, someone who signs up for your email list today and don't book a call, they go for that, they read all the emails, but they don't book a call right now. It doesn't mean that they're never gonna book a call. So you have to be, you know, consistently sending them more invites in the future. Mm. And that's where more complex automations that I would not recommend at this stage can be very handy. Uh, but you know, if you just have like a simple sales funnel to introduce people to your email list, and then you are consistent with your content, uh, you know, day in and day out, you're showing up, you're giving value and you're inviting people uh, to work with you. Well, not literally day in, day out, but like on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis, you're getting in touch with people on your email list. Eventually, those people that are meant to convert within a year, that are meant to book you and invest in you within a year, they will do it. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I think that that's so important to remember because I think a lot of us think, you know, well, if they're not booking now or they're not clicking now, they're not interested. But what you're reminding us is that, you know, it's a journey for people. Like it might just be timing, it might be money, it might be that they haven't heard the right thing yet. So it's like not kind of giving up and just assuming, oh, you know, my list is kind of dead, no one's interested, you know, continuing to pursue it, remembering that it takes a long time for people to convert. Um, Sometimes, you know, I've had people who have, I've nurtured for maybe two years that finally come to me and work with me. So if I didn't do it for those two years, you know, those people wouldn't have um, converted. So it's like, it does feel or sound like a long game, but it really is in the end. Like, it's not just about setting something up once and then ghosting, like I said earlier, and never showing up again. It's like always, you know, showing up as consistently as you can so that you're developing those relationships. Yes, a sales funnel will go a long way into getting more people to convert now, but not everyone will convert now, regardless if your sales funnel is the best sales funnel in the world, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you also wanted to talk about um, using a tripwire to grow your list, Um, but I think a lot of people probably aren't familiar with the tripwire wording. So can you explain what you mean here and... Um, how we might use this to, yeah, grow that list. Yeah, for sure. So a tripwire is like a very low price offer uh, that you present to people right after they join your email list. So usually when you join someone's email list, they like you after entering your email, you're going to be redirected to a page that says, hey, thanks for signing up. Now check your inbox for, you know, the freebie or the email confirmation or something like this. with a tripwire, what you're doing is different. So someone will enter their email address and you know because in your website, and then on that page where they got redirected to, uh, they're going to be presented with yes, thank you, and uh, your freebie is going to your inbox. But wait, there is a special offer here for you. So you're giving them like a low price program um, and making that first sale. Uh, and there are a couple of interesting things with that. The first one is that you're actually getting paid to grow your list, right? You're putting all that effort into creating content and inviting people to your email list and you're already, you know, getting some profit from it. And which is the mistake a lot of people do make in, in the, when they're building their email list, they're focusing exclusively on getting as many people as possible in that email list and they're not monetizing that list uh, as they should because they're a business, you know, they, as a business owner, you should be, you know, monetizing your email list. You're not creating an email list as, as a fan club or as a, you know, best friends club. <laughs> it, it, you, your clients, they know they are joining a business email list. Uh, and you you know that your goal, your character on your goal, that the people in your email list, you want to convert them into clients in, in, at some point, right? So 
when you have a tripwire that is this very low priced offer, you, you have a really good opportunity to get people to make that first purchase, which leads us to the, that second point. Getting people to make a first purchase will make people, it's a, it, that's a really good thing to do in your business. The earlier you can get people to make that first investment with you, the better, because people who invest once, they are more likely you know, to invest again with you. Um, it's just, you know, across the board, all the studies and metrics and statistics, they will show that across the board, getting repeat customers is much easier than getting new customers. Um, so you definitely want to get that first win, you know, like win them over with a very low price product so that you're, you know, building, start building on that, um, you know, getting people to be, become repeat customers in the, past, in the, in the future. Um, okay. And then the third point is that with a low price program, you're really positioning yourself as a business, right? Someone who will, uh, well, where there will be this exchange of investment and support uh, and that it's worth it. So if you make your low price program something that is really useful and provide someone's a, a real tangible win, uh, you know, a quick win, a small win, but still tangible and real, uh, you're definitely building that trust and, and, and consciously like having people realize that you are worth investing on because the stuff they buy from you actually gives them results. So mm -hmm. it's definitely a great foundation for that start of that relationship. So if someone was just starting out in their nutrition business, would you suggest they go the tripwire route from the beginning? Or is this something they might introduce later after they already have some people on their list? Or like, are there rules or no rules here? Um, I think a tripwire is a very underutilized strategy that I would recommend everyone to start with. Uh, so that you're getting paid to grow that list. It's a big mistake to only try to make money from your list once you have a thousand people in it. You definitely want to make sure that you're, you know, uh, making money so you can continue to grow your list, right? Because it, you need to make money to stay in business to begin with. So I definitely think it's something that it can be simple because it's a low price offer. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you're going to be charging $17 for this. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It can be a really simple, uh, quick win type of product. Uh, it's something you don't have to, you know, get super complicated with. Uh, and it's not super complicated to set up technically um, because you're essentially just using that same page that was the, the page that you had before. You just have more text to it and a button for them to buy. Um, so it's, it's, it's something simple but powerful uh, and a really good foundation. So I wouldn't recommend that people wait until they have some people in their list because they already missed on the chance to sell the tripwire to those people. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Like they've, they're, those people are on the list. So now they've lost out on all those potential sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think it, it's just a, a really simple strategy uh, that is not super technically involved uh, that has a big punch in terms of creating a list of, you know, potential buyers and not just the list of people who are interested in free content. Mm, yes, I love that. It's getting them used to it. It's warming them up to, you know, this, like you said, this is a business, you know, here you can buy from me. And it's like the smaller step kind of approach. To... Exactly. You're, you're setting the tone for that relationship from the get go, right? This is a business and I serve people with my expertise and knowledge and, you know, practice. Um, and I'm not a blogger. I'm not an influencer. Um, you know, I'm a professional who serves people and gets paid for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for putting that into perspective. So my last question would be about the tripwire is, um, so let's say somebody signs up for your list. Um, would you still say, you know, 
head on over to your inbox and grab the freebie, but here's an offer. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, could the freebie be like a, a small step and then the the small the tripwire is like um, a step up offer. So maybe the freebie's like head on over to your inbox for your, you know, one day meal plan. But if you want like a more um, targeted, you know, meal plan with like a shopping list, you know, click here and grab the like seven day meal plan for $17. Is that how you could utilize that or yeah that's brilliant whoever is listening to this you should implement this idea (laughs) Uh, that's brilliant it's really important that uh you know that tripwire feels like a continuation like an extension of that thing they signed up for right so if you offer them a one-day meal plan for i don't know ibs or something like this um you definitely want to make sure that you know the reason they signed up for that is because they are having a hard time meal planning and they have IBS, right? So if you follow that up with a tripwire that is like, clear your skin with this green juice detox, uh, it's like, they're like, uh, yeah, I have no interest in this. I'm here for the IBS stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, needs um, mm-hmm. it needs to be like a follow-up, right? And that's when, and I, I'm sure you've talked in uh, detail uh, in depth about this here in the podcast that like when it comes to niching and getting specialized on something uh and you know knowing exactly what the problem is that you solve it's going to be make so much easier because every offer you ever create from your from your three-month program to your low price tripwire they're all going to naturally fall within the same you know line of thinking and easily guide people uh from one offer to another mm-hmm. so would you suggest you know kind of to wrap things up so people can kind of see this I, I'm such a visual person so if they can kind of start to visualize what this might look like should they kind of get a blank piece of paper and start to map out okay so my goal is maybe get signing someone up for a three-month program so the first step would be maybe social media and writing posts to engage them to go to the website and then the website to the new newsletter and from the newsletter to maybe get the tripwire and like should they be mapping this out so they can see you know what they're going to need to put in place every step of the way. Yeah, that's definitely something a really useful exercise. Just, you know, uh, it definitely is a journey. So you definitely want to have that roadmap where you see each stop people are taking. Uh, You know, they are stopping on your Instagram page and they're connecting with you there. And then you invite them to download your freebie. So the next stop is that landing page where they, you know, sign up for the freebie. And their next stop is, you know, receiving this first email where you deliver the freebie and you tell them, you know, just introduce yourself and who you are. That's the third step. And then the fourth step is telling them more about why your approach is different or giving them a quick win, whatever that next step is. So just have clarity on what the stops are, um, you know, and what that looks like. Is that, you know, an Instagram post? Is that uh, a page? Is that an email? Um, And you can map that journey. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what you're saying overall is like, be really intentional about everything you're putting in place, everything you're doing. And even if you started your business and you haven't maybe been intentional or you just kind of threw together your email funnels, you know, go back and, and change them up and make them more of a, a, a machine in a sense or more of a, a funnel to bring people to that end goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It With business, and I say this from 100% experience, uh, it's very easy to get overwhelmed and try doing all the things at the same time. But the truth is long, like simple systems can take you a long way. So 
you know, if you have a simple freebie that does the job, that gives them a quick win, uh, and you have, you know, maybe a tripwire where you get the, you turn them into customers and not just, you know, uh, people after free content, then you have like an email funnel that consistently provides value, you know, like a five day, six day email funnel that provides value and invites them to book a call. That will go so far because you have that system implemented. All you have to do is put people inside the system, right? So that's showing up on Instagram and inviting people to download that freebie. And then automatically they're into that system and taken care of without you having to put in any more work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, uh, again, just using that word automation, right? It's not like you can create that for every single person that comes in, you've created it once. And now you're, like you said, putting everyone into that system. It's a really nice visual, you know, where you do the work once and then it's repeating, repeating, repeating versus you having to show up um, and do that work every day. You know, you're going to be doing different work or focusing on different things, but you have that core system in place. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're really, you know, you're creating a system that is repeatable without you having to put in more work and you just have to focus on one part that is the repeatable work, which is, you know, putting people into that system. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing that a lot of people start getting hangups around when it comes to that kind of thing is, oh, automations feel so impersonal. Uh, I'm going to be like a robot or whatever. But the truth is, like in those emails, in those offers, uh, in that freebie, you are showing up generously and you're showing up fully and you're showing up like with heart, fully with heart, you know? So you're talking as yourself and you're, you know, not holding back on your knowledge and you're not holding back in your story. Uh, so even though it is automated, people will never feel like you're being robotic or insincere or, you know, um, like weird and automated about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just an extension of who you are online or on your website. It's just, again, um, it feels like that seamless kind of, here's the next step to take, right? You're just warming them up, warming them up, um, yeah. making them more excited about the potential of working with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this was such a good conversation. I mean, you are um, brilliant when it comes to this stuff. I know that <laughs> there's so many more things we could cover. Um, I know you mentioned even talking about that freebie and how that's such a, a key tool. And perhaps we'll have you back on to talk about that if you're up for that. Um, yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. It's, it's on record now. <laughs> yeah, it has to happen. <laughs> it will happen. Um, even just getting people started to think about the funnel. Um, I know that sales funnel is such like a thing that we hear like oh we need a sales funnel but a lot of people don't actually understand what that means so thank you so much for like breaking that down walking people through you know the simple funnels that they could create why they should be creating them what they need to do and then also giving them those tangibles of you know creating something like a low price program or tripwire to start bringing some money in because I think like you said you know how do we continue on um having business success or, or putting energy and time into our business if we're not bringing in any money. So yeah, thanks for 100%. Yeah, that will change the game for a lot of people. So why don't we just end by you um, telling everybody where they can find you, um, how they might be able to work with you or anything you really want to share with them? Yeah, so people can find me on my uh, to be great website. But right now it's a simple landing page. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's FabianaNilson.com, so that's my name, uh, and they can sign up to be in touch with me uh, via email uh, before, you know, my fully fledged and beautiful website is, is back online. 
Um, and in terms of working with me, uh, you know, for people who are, you know, just starting with their businesses and they really want to master this, you know, skill of learning to talk about their business and learning to present their offers and, you know, making sure their emails are compelling or their sales pages are compelling on their website is compelling. Um, the best way to work with me is through uh, the, the copy hour session where we're essentially working together uh, to review your copy and give you some, you know, good nuggets uh, to work, to improve, to, you know, maximize conversions, maximize uh, impact and clarity. And, uh, and that's something we can definitely book. So if anyone is interested in that, they can uh, get in touch with me via my website uh, where they will find a little checkbox that asks a checkbox, no, a chatbot. Uh, or they will find a, a little, uh, you know, bubble there that says you want to work together and then we can talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds good. And just for those of you out there, I've worked with Fabiana many times personally. She is actually the designer of my website. So stephanielong.ca if you want to take a look. Um, and she's helping me currently with my copy. So I've invested. And you've in- booked a lot of those sessions as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have booked a lot of those sessions because I know how brilliant you are and you've helped so much. Just a one hour power session with you is like um, 10 sessions with another coach. Like you get a lot done in one hour. So, um, and I know some of my clients have worked with you as well. And I just want to kind of say that, that, you know, any kind of investment you can make in Fabiana is going to be a really good investment for your business. So yeah, thanks for sharing that opportunity and thanks for, for coming on and sharing with the community. Yes, absolutely. This was a blast. And yeah, I'll be back sooner, Pat. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, Fabiana. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.